It's 930 in 716. Opening day. You're going to have upwards of half a million hunters that are going to be out there pursuing big game. So that would include both white-tailed deer and black bear. Firearm season in New York State. Safety is the number one consideration as far as heading out there into the woods for the opening day of the regular season. I'm Tim Wenger on 930 and 716. Along with Thanksgiving season comes hunting season. And it always reminds me of this. Now it's duck hunting season. That, sir, is an investigated fabrication. It's rabbit season. Duck season. Wabbit season. Duck season. Wabbit season. Duck season. Wabbit season. Wabbit season. Duck season. Wabbit season. I say it's duck season, and I say fire. Seriously, though, it is the opening of shotgun season for big game in these parts of New York State. Well... It's more than just shotgun, too. Bill Hiltz, Jr. is the outdoor writer for the Buffalo News, produces an outdoor report here on WBEN, as well as one on WLVL. In a lot of the counties around western New York can also use rifle. Any legal hunting implement pretty much for most counties, with the exception of Niagara and Erie counties, because those are are non-rifle counties, you can still use your shotgun. You can use uh, a handgun. Uh, You can still use crossbow or bow if you want to because those are legal hunting implements. And this is an exciting time because this is is big game season for the southern zone, the regular season. So you're going to have upwards of half a million hunters that are going to be out there pursuing big game. So that would include both white-tailed deer and black bear. Wow, a half million hunters? Across New York State, yes. Wow. You know, and that that just begs to bring up the whole issue that uh, you know what I'm going to bring up, and that's hunting safety. Um, Every year we're going to hear those, you know, the stories will start Saturday, Sunday, Monday of the the first incidents. Um, You know, just talk about that a little bit. What what goes into the safety uh, as this half million uh, folks head out to the woods? Sure. Well, to put it into perspective, I mean, safety is the number one consideration as far as heading out there into the woods for the opening day of the regular season. And, uh, of course, you always want to point your gun in a safe direction at all times. You know, don't take your safety off until you've properly identified that target. Um, Make sure you, you, once you've identified that target, look beyond your target as well. Uh, you know, look for things like uh, like fluorescent orange or bright, brightly visible colors to make sure that something isn't out there. And you can be doing that while you're sitting there and you're in the woods or, or up your tree stand to make sure there there isn't a hunter near you. And you know, when you look at it from the standpoint of of safety overall, hunting really is a pretty safe sport. And last year was the least amount of accidents that they've ever had as far as hunting in New York State. And that's a tribute to the hunter safety education program that they have here in New York. And the safest group of hunters is the youngest group of hunters, the ones that have most recently passed the hunter safety classes and are hunting with adults, mentors that are passing along that tradition. 
Bill, what is your reaction when you hear about those stories that I alluded to that we're going to see cross the wires and, you know, on the radio and TV news of hunting incidents and accidents that, that go wrong? What's, what's your reaction to that? Well, I think the big thing is that just about every single one of those accidents are preventable. Uh, a lot of accidents are self-inflicted. Um, if if somebody doesn't abide by the rules, uh, you could have an accident as a result of that. You know, hunting is from sunrise to sunset, and it's important to abide by those rules and and make sure you take every necessary safety precaution. You know, when an accident does happen, if you look at all the finite details on why it occurred, you know, more often than not, that could have been prevented if somebody would have used a little common sense or just followed the, the basic safety premises. You know, it's almost like driving a car, Bill. I hate to, you know, make that, that analogy, but most most automobile accidents could have been prevented and are caused by someone doing something wrong. Uh, very few are caused uh, by, you know, situations that are outside of our control. Same thing. Sure, absolutely. absolutely. And, and you know, you make uh, an analogy with, with a vehicle accident. There's a heck of a lot more vehicle accidents than there are hunting accidents, which is, thankfully when, when somebody does have an accident, that's news because there aren't a lot of them out there. Yeah, that's a really good point. Uh, you know, uh, man bites dog instead of dog bites man. Um, <laughs> so, so let's talk about the benefits, though. Clearly, uh, hunting season is in place, um, you know, for a reason. I mean, the, having that, that take out of uh, wilderness, so to speak, um, from a layman's standpoint, it is an important and it's a useful uh, process in, in time of year, right? Well, Probably the the biggest thing is that you're assisting the the DEC, the Department of Environmental Conservation, with managing big game populations. It's recognized that the as the number one form of helping to control the the deer numbers here in in New York State. And wildlife biologists with with that agency are on top of trying to keep track of all the numbers, which is important for people to actually call in and report their harvest to the state. As of last year, roughly 50% of people that had taken a deer actually called it in and reported it. And I can't emphasize enough the importance of doing that because it's allowing the wildlife biologists to do their job, to have an accurate count of exactly how many deer are harvested so they can make their projections for anything else they need to do, like the the antlerless deer management permits. You know, they base their numbers each year on what the take was the previous year based on the various wildlife management units. So it's like Christmas Day, right? I mean, for a hunter, uh, you know, opening day is a – I just watch all of the, the people around me that are our hunters, and I know a lot of them. I mean, it, they treat it almost like it's, a, you know, a non-religious type of holiday. <laughs> yeah, you could say that. You know, I, I've been hunting for, for more than 50 years, and back many years ago, it used to open on a Monday, and I, I can remember – 
the, a lot of my friends were going, and, and you could just about close down some schools, especially as you get further down into the southern tier where where hunting is is uh, a religion, so to speak. So, you know, from that standpoint, it is an exciting time. It's an exciting time for family and friends. You know, I, I'm going to be able to take my, my daughter hunting for the first time this year, and I'm so excited to be able to do that, the fact that she wants to be part of this camaraderie. I'm going to be going with my dad. My dad is just turning 87 here next month. i got two brothers, two nephews, and we're going to go down there and, and – do our best hunting, but it's all part about the the experience, about being out there in the woods and 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 having some some quality time together. You know, it's you just mentioned your daughter, and that's terrific. That's a, a family moment, and uh, all of the the other family. But I, I'm just noting your daughter because I was just speaking with another uh, hunting mom the other day, and she was talking about how her daughter, uh, who's a teenager, is going to be going hunting with her husband. You know, their, the the girl's father, and um, you know, it really it's it, it's not just a guy thing anymore. It used to be maybe. No. It, it, it isn't, and and you're seeing probably the biggest growth area in hunting and the shooting sports, and even with sport fishing, is is the the women aspect. The more and more ladies are getting out there. There's groups that focus just on the ladies out at the North Forest Rod and Gun Club here in Lockport. They have a ladies shoot and hoot program, and once a month they get together and and they they they're involved with the shooting sports. They learn about hunting, they learn about the outdoors, and and it's great to see them involved because they need to be part of that. Nature is an important part of of what we need as far as growing up. It it has medicinal factors. You know, it helps relax us, and and we need to have a closer connection with nature. Bill, I know you're not the DEC, but I know you'll know a lot about hunting. What are some of the key uh, regulations, if you will, or parameters that uh, you folks that are going to be heading out um, on opening day and thereafter need to be aware of? Well, just the emphasis on safety, I think, is, is number one. You know, making sure you properly identify your target, uh, treat your your firearm as if it's loaded, even if you know it's not. Treat it as if it's loaded and never point it at someone else. Um, you know, read the regulations book. There's a lot of regulations out there that, that people might not realize is unlawful, like just um, leaning your gun up against your vehicle. That's, that's a violation. Uh, making sure that you fill out your your game tag after you actually connect with a deer or bear and you know fill it out you don't have to attach it until you get back to your vehicle but make sure it's filled out properly and and uh following the rules all this is outlined in your your game syllabus and and it's important to pay attention to those sorts of things understand what those regulations are because you can't claim that you just didn't know it you know that's that's part of part of being a hunter making sure that you ethically follow the rules and you have the the proper behavior because you're representing an entire group you're you're representing all hunters and and you're under the the, the microscope of the general public, people that that may be uh, accepting of hunting, but they don't know enough about it, 
you know, make make sure you you put yourself in 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 uh, a positive light. You know, it's funny you say that. You know that uh, you know one bad hunter. I'm I'm a big boater. You know, and one bad boater can make all of us responsible boaters look bad. And one one or two or a handful of bad hunters uh, can can do the same for the the sport of hunting. And I feel bad about that. And it it sounds like you would you would concur. Um, you know uh, what? Um, what are the limits, Bill? If you know, and uh, you know, you're talking about uh, big game. You're talking about deer and bear. What are the limits that uh, hunters need to know or should know? Well, I, I would say it would be based on whatever license that you have. You know, okay. you have your traditional big game regular license, so you're entitled to take a deer with that. Then you can apply for, you should have applied for uh, deer management permits that allow you to take additional antlerless deer, and it's based on wildlife management units. Now, myself, I have four different antlerless permits for different units across the state depending on where I'm going to be hunting, whether it's Niagara County to the east of Niagara County, down in the southern tier in Steuben County where we go for opening weekend. So it it really depends on what kind of licenses or tags that you have. What about a for a a buck? What about a buck? What do you have to you're allowed to you're allowed to take a buck with your regular license, your regular big game license. Okay, and I interrupted. You wanted to make a point there. Go ahead. Yes. Uh, when we were talking about possible violations out there in the field, you know, there there is a number that you can call. You can remain anonymous. If you see somebody breaking the law, um, you know, get as much information as you can about that individual and report it. I, I believe the, the number is 844 844- D-E-C-E-C-O-S. And you can call that number and report any violations that you might experience while you're out there in the woods. You know, it's important to to protect these natural resources because somebody out there that might take uh, more deer than what they're they're supposed to, you know, that that's, could be a deer that, that you or, or your son or daughter could have taken. And... You know, you just kind of protect them uh, among our ranks. All right. And finally, you know, you, you mentioned the traditions, you know, the, the family traditions on, you know, in your family, the personal side of it. Um, what are some of the, the, the key things, you know, either the day before or the day of opening day that you've, you find? I mean, I know a lot of people like meet up at uh, breakfast places early on. I mean, what are some things that uh, come to mind for you? Well, for us, I mean, it's. We're, we're not camping out in the woods. We, we've gotten away from, we, and my dad used to take a travel trailer down, and we would camp out on the side of the hill, and we would be there for opening week, especially if Thanksgiving fell during opening week. I mean, that, that was our tradition back then. We've gotten a little bit older, so, so we stay in a hotel down there. We don't have a camp, but, you know, once we're up on the hill, we bring along all our uh, camping gear as far as cooking. Uh, we hunt hard all morning and then come back in and cook up some hot soup, make some sandwiches. And, you know, we're, we're constantly comparing notes and, you know, what's going on with the, the deer movement. But we're also, you know, sharing that camaraderie together. And, and 
once it comes time to dinner time, we go back and take a nice hot shower and pick a restaurant, go out and have dinner, and you know, and then we're right back at it the next day. So, you know, it's it's the whole experience, and you know, I'm going to be out there sharing sharing all I can about deer and bear as as I I hunt with my daughter tomorrow. And and I'm excited by that because I want her to learn more about the outdoors. You know, I I don't know how long I'm going to be around. And 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 as part of that, I have a, a 20 gauge shotgun that my grandfather handed down to me, and I took my first deer with when I was 16. And I'm going to be passing that on to my daughter, so that's going to be hers for for hunting. And and again, it's another tradition that's that's passed down through the years. Bill Hiltz, outdoor writer for the Buffalo News, also produces an outdoor report Saturday mornings here on WBen. Thanks for being here, and be careful out there and enjoy the tradition and sport of hunting. That's nine thirty in seven one six. We're back tomorrow with another edition from the studios of WBEN Buffalo.